You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of The Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. I'm Susie Hunt. And oh my God, Maurice isn't here, but I am. So we have a special guest tonight. Is that me? It is. Are you pointing at me? We're pointing at you. you. (laughs) My name is Corey Skrupa. And maybe you heard me from this podcast. Or maybe you heard me from my other podcast. So it's come to this, a Simpsons family family podcast but you probably haven't i don't know because according to my child brendan no one listens to it but me repeatedly on a loop (laughs) he thinks all the listens are for me (laughs) well that and the rest of the red pantheon and you know tim and (laughs) josh tim matt exactly caleb Caleb. yeah caleb you know T.J. Miller. He, of course. Richard Gere. <laughs> he who cannot be named oh. for fear of doxing. Oh. I have no idea yes. what you're talking about. We can tell you <laughs> we'll explain later. But why are we here? We are here to continue our month of early 2000s horror with episode 183, Final Destination. Uh, it's an hour and 38 minutes. It's from the year 2000 and directed by James Wong. Uh, he did the one, Final Destination three, Dragon Ball Evolution, yeesh, uh, the X Files, and nine one one. You know that was a really simplified, out of left field answer to that existential question: Why are we here? It was. <laughs> <laughs> if only all answers were that simple. We're gonna get in the cast real quick. Uh, we have we have a pretty good cast of characters here. We have Alex Browning, played by Devin Sawa. Uh, Casper, SLC Punk, fucking love that movie. Yep. Uh, yes. Idle Hands, which we already covered on this show. Mm-hmm. Slackers and Black Friday, which we will eventually cover. And mm, it should have been so much better. <laughs> it's such a great idea, such a great cast. It's mm-hmm. just kind of. Is not it a there. horror movie about the day after Thanksgiving and shopping? Yes. Oh. Yeah, it is. <laughs> wow. You nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it should be good. And it's like, it's there's not anything really wrong with it it's just not that exciting it's just kind of boring (laughs) that's the sad thing great cast though uh then we have clear rivers aka gothy mcgotherson played by (laughs) ellie larder she has Kira knightley mouth in this movie where she like (laughs) she can't make her lips meet so it's just like teeth mike and i were talking about this Everyone in this movie Can't has look. a problem with closing their mouth, except for Carter. Mm-hmm. He's the Everyone. only one. That's because he's always sneering. <laughs> yeah. It's like mm. everybody else is like, just mouth half a gape. Also, this movie is twenty three years old, and it wasn't. And I was yesterday days old when I realized that her name is not Claire. <gasps> I know, right? I was right? going to say that. I thought mm-hmm. her name was Claire. So did I until I looked at the credits and, and I was like, you got to be shitting me. Her name is Clear Rivers. I watched it. That's horrible. Because yeah. you know that's <laughs> yeah. the best time. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> then we have uh, Carter Horton, played by Keir Smith. Uh, we saw him in the remake of My Bloody Valentine, which I will argue is a really good remake. He was also in the Thanksgiving horror movie. He was the father in that. The one Thanksgiving horror with the... Oh. It wasn't Thanksgiving. No, that's not out yet. No. Or no, Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, I was thinking Thanksgiving is yeah. it? not out yet. The one with the Puritan. Oh, the Pilgrim. Yes, the Pilgrim. Oh, that's right. He was yes, in it. Jesus, I forgot he was in that. He was also Jack in Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. See, I always so, think of him from My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. That's, that one is a yearly watch for me. Like, right. And it's one of the few remakes that I will watch more than the original, even though I love the original. Mm-hmm. I just, something about that remake just really gets it's me. It's really good. Yeah, it's it's a solid flick. Uh, but he was also in The Forsaken, which, uh, another movie I remember liking. I haven't watched it since, like, 2005, so <laughs> it might not be good. Um, he was in Charmed, uh, Life Unexpected, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Riverdale, a bunch of stuff. Then we have Terry Cheney, played by Amanda Detmar. Uh, she was in CSI, Law & Order, Yumi and Dupree, Psych, Medium, and The Vampire Diaries. Then Valerie Luton, played by Kristen Cloak. She was in Stay Tuned, Murder, She Wrote, so we actually got one. Uh, the Rage, Willard, Black Christmas tw- uh, 2006, and The X-Files. So we did see her twice before on this show. Uh, then we have Todd Wagner, spelled with one D. Todd with one D. Which I didn't know yeah. until yesterday either. Yep. And the reason apparently is because that in German means death. So T-O-D stands How for clever. death. How clever. Yeah. They got a whole <laughs> bunch of that. Through. I was like, mm, yeah. okay. How Rammstein of them. Exactly. <laughs> du hast. <laughs> Um, played by Chad Danella. He was in Disturbing Behavior, The X-Files, Saw 3D, Lost, Smallville, and Blind Spot. That's our Blind Spot connection two weeks in a... <laughs> no. Two weeks in a month. Yes. Two weeks within a month. <laughs> <laughs> then we have good old Billy Hitchcock, played by Sean William Scott. That guy was everywhere in the early aughts, and, and I don't know why. And by all of my notes, I just refer to him as Stifler. Stifler. Yeah. He's just Stifler. <laughs> But yeah, obviously, American Pie 1 through 3, Road Trip, Dude, Where's My Car, Evolution, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Dukes of Hazard, Cop Out, Goon, Super Troopers 2. He's all over the place. Wait, Dude, Where's My Car is like mine and Corey's movie. Wait, what does my tattoo say? Dude, what does my tattoo say? Sweet, what does my tattoo say? Dude. <laughs> Many oh. a drunken night with Corey and I annoyed people just doing that over and over again. You know, sometimes we'll just text it to each other. Yeah. When I first saw that movie, I absolutely hated it. Then I saw it with friends, and I'm like, okay, this is so much more fun when you watch it with people. Right. Yeah. Because I saw it by myself, and I'm like, this is just dumb. Right. Watching with a crowd of people, it's fucking hilarious. Um, it's one of the reasons I love going to Terrace, because I'll watch these bad, bad movies by myself, and I'm like, but okay. But the audience makes it fun. Oh, God. Seeing society with a crowd... I can't oh, even imagine. So perfect. It was so <laughs> much fun. When we got to the shunting scene, I'm like, Ugh. just watching the reaction of the crowd. I'm like, this is amazing. But and finally, we have Bloodworth, played by Tony Todd. Uh, who we don't have, have to go through. Yeah, we've had him on here multiple times. But I, okay, so right off the bat, before we get into anything, I just got a comment. How did, did both of you get the same vibe the first time you watched this that he was supposed to be deaf? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and they hint at it heavily. Yeah. Yes. And then the producers were like, no, he's not death. And then they just kind of dropped that in the sequels. Yeah. Yeah. It's It annoys the piss out of me anytime I see this. Because I'm like, he's supposed to be death, and I know it. But for anyone who hasn't seen this, the basic plot is a group of high schoolers are on their way to Paris for a senior trip. 
And uh, Alex Browning, the, the main character, has a premonition or a vision that the plane is going to go down. He freaks out, gets kicked off the plane along with, uh, was it six other people? And um, then the plane actually explodes. So, it's like, hijinks ensue. They escape death, and now death wants revenge. <laughs> it's... I've often referred to this movie as Mousetrap the movie because death is really fond of Rube Goldberg devices um, and constantly sets up the most elaborate ways to murder somebody. (laughs) But let's go around the table and see what everyone thinks about this uh, questionable classic. Corey, we'll start with you as you're our guest. You know, I actually love this movie, but I have to wonder if I love it because... It's just a good crap horror movie, or if I love it because of the nostalgia, or if I love it just because of Devon Sawa. <laughs> because I do love Devon Sawa. You know, and I feel like uh, many, many ladies who grew up with us, like in our age yeah. group, have that same feeling, because I hear that quite a lot when it comes to him. <laughs> <laughs> Jess went all googly-eyed when we watched Black Friday, because she was like, oh, Devon Sawa. Yeah. So. Also, I'm very glad I didn't watch this before I took a trip on a plane last week. I thought of yeah. that because <laughs> I was like, I'm so glad Corey didn't watch this before she went away. Yeah. And there is a weird moment that I was watching the movie and I went, Oh my God, I did that. And we'll oh. I'll discuss it when I get to it. <laughs> that would yeah, that would be crazy. And it wasn't having a nightmare that the plane was going to explode. <laughs> It was a crying baby and a man on oxygen. Yes, Yes. 100%. (laughs) And you and God would have to be really screwed up to kill this place. It was actually that bag of Whoppers spilling all down the aisle. (laughs) Uh, Well, Susie, what are your thoughts on this? Much like Corey, I don't know if I really like this movie for nostalgia, Mm -hmm. because it's just a crap horror movie, or because I am so paranoid. So I know it's in part two. Mm-hmm. And Corey and I had this conversation Friday night. Yes. Will not drive behind next to any type of vehicle no. that no. is carting anything like that. That includes anyone who, and I have seen it in my time, like Tetris's, like the Beverly Hillbillies with Grand oh, yeah. and a rocking yeah. chair. No, thank you. No, mm-hmm. thank you. Because that's how people die. See, now. I actually did get stuck behind one of them lumber trucks back no. when I lived in Rochester. Ooh. And I was on the 90, and it's just wall-to-wall traffic. No. And I couldn't get over. So I'm like, I don't like anything about this. Mm-hmm. Now, it was a tiny little piece of debris that fell off the back no. and hit my windshield. I just got shivered. But I damn near had a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> it scared me so bad. Oh. It's like, I do not like driving. Yeah, but, but see, that's the thing. I will give Final Destination the series... Credit for that. Yeah. Right. There's very little else I'll give this movie credit um, for. <laughs> when we go, anytime we've gone to Pennsylvania to visit um, my mother-in-law's family, mm. it's literally like through the mountains in Pennsylvania. And I'm always right. like, please don't let there be a lumber truck. Please don't let there be. A lot of it is single yep. lane. Yeah. And then like anytime it splits, you're like, mm-hmm. you're like, go speed racer, go. But yeah. the kills are over the top, but... I don't know. It just it, that's something that freaks me out. <laughs> there are a few real good ones, though. That there are very they're solid. Yeah. <laughs> they're solid. Like I don't think my computer is ever going to explode and impale me in my jugular. <laughs> you don't know, right? But, but it wasn't just that. No, her her death is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it really is. It really is. <laughs> 
overall, I enjoy this movie. And I, I just think it's because it's nostalgia because it's something that I watched a lot when it first came out. Yeah. Because right. it's in that vein of the, like the cell and like other mm-hmm. early aught movies. Mm-hmm. Turn of the century, if you will. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. But they're not necessarily, they're not all necessarily good. No. I, they're just entertained by it. Some of them okay. just plain aren't good at all. Yeah, like and, and, and we, we just, just watched it. Oh yeah, yeah, the one that I wish Corey was here for because uh, we're not going to have another week of this. Listen, <laughs> you know what? You I know told what? her about it. I was like, I was like, I'm surrounded. That's why I posted that meme. That's why I posted that meme. Because <laughs> Susie and Maurice decided to dogpile on me for an hour and a half. You know what? The tooth hey. fairy lore. That's. Kind of perfect. Darkness Falls is rad, and I won't hear anything else. Dog piling, if any of that happened, it's because you fed us lots of cheese. <laughs> this is true. That's one of my sick day movies. I love it. And, and that's okay. And Brian says I'm crazy because when I was sick, he's like, do you want me to put something on for you? I'm like, yeah, put something comforting on. And he's like, like what? And I'm like, Darkness well, Falls. you could put on Darkness Falls or Sinister <laughs> or The Purge or maybe Vanderpump Rules. And he goes, none of those are comforting. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've had to explain this at work so many times where people are like, well, do you just watch horror movies? I'm like, no, I watch all kinds of movies. I was like, I watch horror the most. Right. I find it oddly comforting. They're like, Why? Because like, I grew up on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I watched a lot of them when I was younger. But um, same reason that, like, I find RoboCop to be a comforting movie, even though, like, <laughs> a dude gets shot until his arm falls off. Do you remember the time Greg? we were all drunk and Greg put that movie in and he just kept rewinding it to where he's like, now he's going to get shot in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, okay, I know this isn't about RoboCop, but now i got to bring it up. Have you guys seen the deleted RoboCop scene? It's not a real deleted scene, but it's a, a fake one floating around the internet where he just shoots like 37 dudes in the dick. No. Oh my God, it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Because like the whole time, RoboCop just looks more and more frightened as like rapists are jumping over the, the fence running after this girl. He's just shooting dick after dick after dick. <laughs> and then like the king rapist comes out. He's like this little dick naked guy. <laughs> And it just stands up and looks at him, and he's like, and shoots it. It is. I will look for that later. Fucking hilarious! It's oh my god! It's so so random. But yeah, so back to RoboCop talk. No, (laughs) (laughs) I bet Maurice liked some of the soundtrack. Yeah, no, the soundtrack was good. I'm gonna speak for you, Reese. Good. Yeah, it is. I do like the soundtrack of this movie. Clint would not have been listening to Nine Inch Nails. I'm sorry. He would have been listening to, like, Stacy's mom's got it going Yeah. On. Wait, and was that out of 2000? I feel like that was a couple years later. Was I it? don't know, but that's the type of... He would have been listening yeah, to, like, been some 41. No. Frat, frat rock. Yeah. He would have been listening to Lit. Yes, he would have. Because <laughs> he looks like he should be in the band. And also, he made a lot of interesting choices with wardrobe and especially necklaces yeah that stupid chunky necklace Mm -hmm. i'm like well that was a decision that someone in wardrobe made that was a thing in the (laughs) early 2000s man there's so many fashion choices in the early 2000s that are like and that's what i mean it's like it's nostalgia because i i watch movies like this and i'm like i was wearing all black still yeah Yeah. (laughs) same at least no one had puka shells (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point i'm just saying (laughs) 
Now, I, I gotta honestly say, I have never been a fan of this movie. I, when I saw it in the theater, I groaned and was like, mm, whatever. I love the cast. I think the cast is great. I love the soundtrack. I love the concept, mm-hmm. but I think it's silly. Like, there's too many moments where they're trying to be dramatic, and every time they try to be dramatic, <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Because it's the it's the most ridiculous stuff. Like, okay, so when friggin' Devin Sawa is taking a shit before they take off... And they start playing Rocky Mountain High, and he looks up and he goes, John Denver, he died in a plane crash. And it's like, dun-dun! Yeah, it's like, right. really? Really? Shitter thoughts with Devin <laughs> And, okay, so he's getting... Fin- finish your piece. He's, yeah, well, I was going to say, my, my thoughts on it to overall is, like, I don't get why this movie got the sheer amount of love that it got. To get five sequels. Isn't there a new one that just came out recently? That's the number six, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. literally five I, sequels to this. I think I've only seen the first three. I have is seen, Allie Larder in the first three? Or? She's in the, she's in first, the first two, two. yeah. I've seen the first two a couple of times. I saw part three once. Never saw part four, and I saw parts of part five, because Jess was watching, and I'm like, I'm not, I don't care. But yeah, this is a franchise that I've never dug much into. Because, again, like I said, cast, great. Right. Concept, cool. But they can't pull it off. <laughs> Just, it's meh. See, I'm a creature a creature of completion, so I have seen all of them. <laughs> and it's, like, increasingly, like, oh, what am I doing with my life that I'm devoting an hour and a half to two hours to this? No, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't, I don't know the whole franchise well, but... Mm-hmm. Isn't there one where they have to, like, kill somebody else to, like, appease death? Like, they get their that person's life left, but they don't know how much life that person has left or something yes. like that? Yes, what, what number was that? That might be five, because I, I feel like that's the one five. I didn't finish watching. Yeah. But yeah, because I was like, well, that's not at all what the first movie lays out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, now, the, now death's design is changing. Which, oh, I That's got why questions. Tony Todd was only didn't want to continue. <laughs> Tony Todd, I have questions. <laughs> yes. Oh, William Bloodworth. Why is he made up like Michael Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> so, but what were you gonna say, Susie? When I was giving my little feedback there. Hmm. <laughs> Deep thoughts with Suze. I don't remember what were you saying, and I was like, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna, let fin- I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> but Beyonce had the best song of the year. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure it'll come back to me yeah. as, we, as we chat. So basically, right off the bat, we open with with Alex packing for the senior Paris trip, which I was like, that's a hell of a trip. Um, they there's... all live in Nassau County. <laughs> yeah. They go to like, and people in that area are typically very well off. But still, it's like it's just. I don't know. My senior trip was not to Paris. You know what else is weird watching this movie? We're the age of the parents now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the parents still seem a lot older. Yeah. (laughs) Every time I I feel like that where I'm like, oh, wow, I'm that person's age. I'm like, wait, do I look that old now? Do people see me that old? (laughs) Like Steve Martin and Diane Keaton and Father of the Bride. That's true. They were our age. And I'm like... No, that can't be. They were grandparents. I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like that at all. No, thank you. But this entire opening sequence, there's constant dramatic music music and (laughs) slow-mo. And creepy toys. 
<laughs> yeah, all the little devil yeah. or the little uh, skeleton toys. But like, yeah, so Alex goes to he's packing. His mom goes to tear off the uh, the luggage tag, and he's like, "No, no, no, leave it on." the The plane made it the last time, and so this is for good luck. And she's like, "Oh, where would you get an idea like that?" And Dad goes, "Oh, well, I'm still here." And then she rips it, and it goes like, <laughs> and it makes this dramatic noise. Okay, oh, hey. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I, I, you know how passionate I am about this. What is one fucking thing that not a goddamn house in this movie has? <laughs> that would be screens. Screens. But that still wouldn't stop the wind of death. But still, screens. <laughs> the wind of death. Well, it's the wind she, of death. Okay, so Todd closes the window in the bathroom, and it's still... <laughs> <laughs> yep. The teacher... Okay, and you mean to tell me that Devin Sawa didn't see her, like, standing all, you know, Mama Norman Bates in the window and hit the curtains? Oh, my God. That was that part is fucking hilarious. And then you I got, got Jay Leno yes. and Tony Todd from Wishes, the two FBI agents. Shrek and Ween. He looks like Shrek. But, like, in this whole scene, like, Dad goes, he's like, live it up, buddy. You have your whole life ahead of you. And then it's like, dun-dun. It's like, really? Do we need the dramatic music right, right away? Yeah. So, the baggage ticket was what I was alluding to. Ah. So, it was a pretty full flight, and I had to gate check my bag. And so, you know, you get off the plane, you wait by the little gate, they give you your bag, mm-hmm. goodbye, have a nice life. So, I had to do that twice. Second time... She was like, oh, did you have to gate check that before? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay, we'll just gate check it again. She put a new tag on it. And, I, and she's like, oh, do you want me to? I'm like, no. <laughs> Don't take it off. No, no, we're fine. It's for good luck. We're good. And I'm like, <laughs> why do I do that? I'm like, this fucking movie. final destination is why I do it. <laughs> Thanks, Devin Sawa. It just permanently burned into your memory. I look like a crazy person. <laughs> I also find it funny that, like, I know I'm skipping ahead because, like, you know, ha, 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 family, blah, blah, blah. And then they sleep and, like, the wind of death is Mm -hmm. creeping into his room and, you know, making the fan turn and flipping pages in his Bible. And then we see the the 1 a.m. turn to 180. Flight 180. So then we got to the airport. So I don't understand this. The kids are all getting off of a charter bus mm-hmm. at the airport, yet there are parents galore right. saying goodbye. Right. Did they like, all get on the bus? Like, yeah, like is. But the, then they were getting into their cars. I'm yeah, like, like what? What? How did anyone arrive at this destination? <laughs> I'm sorry, but like every time I took a bus and like, because we didn't fly in high school, right. you remember? Yeah. yeah, we fucking charter busted down with people sleeping in the aisle of the bus yeah. to Florida. Yep. But, like, we said goodbye at, at the high school, and then the parents waved, and then they got in their cars at 3.30 right. in the morning and went back home and, I don't know, had a drink, made coffee, went to sleep, whatever. <laughs> Kids are out of the house. But why did the... Say goodbye at the high school. Don't follow the charter bus <laughs> where it clearly says no standing, no parking. The parents are like, oh, you don't know oh, who I am. I don't know what's wrong with a lot of parents, but that is a thing. Like, really? Caleb's school... Every day that I go to pick them up, like, you're not supposed to park on both sides of the road. Mm-hmm. They park on both sides of the road and just stand outside their car waiting for their kid. It's like you block the entire road. It's like, what are you doing? I Oh, I can't. Or I've parked next to the school 
And then after Caleb gets in the car, I go to pull out, and people have parked next to me, blocking me. Like, literally parked in the road to go and gather their child. Oh, it's like, what the no. fuck? Oh, dead serious. And the best part is, there are cops there, and they don't stop them. It's oh like, what, what's happening? <laughs> so Anarchy. some parents just do that. Karen's got the cops in her pocket. <laughs> exactly. Got his cock in her pocket. <laughs> so oh. I put the early aughts. What a simple time where you needed to travel. You take your translator, the translation book, and a, hang on, checks notes, World Atlas. Because <laughs> you never know when you're going to you need, need that World Atlas <laughs> in what, France. You know what else was really strange? Was it? No TSA. Yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah. come into contact? Has anyone given you any suspicious? <laughs> right. Oh, just this crazy Hare Krishna. <laughs> it literally, like, I I never flew before 9-11. Oh, see, I did. Yeah, I did too. And it was just wild to watch that because I remember... It was the, like the Wild West back then. Yeah. yeah. It was super easy <laughs> to get I, on the plane. I remember a guy I dated, like, went to Florida every year for a few months. You both know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I would go to pick him up from the airport. And I remember just, like, walking, parking my car, walking into the airport, and sitting outside of the gate yeah. waiting for him. hmm Yeah. No, it was a lot simpler back then. Yeah. Yeah. And but now it's like... Also, is this the last movie where we see a Hare Krishna in an airport? Maybe. Because I can't think of another movie that came out after this where we no. see Hare... That was a thing, like, from the 70s up to this movie. Yeah, well, remember Airplane? There yep. were two of them on the plane. <laughs> yep. I'd say Dawn of the Dead had yeah. it. Like, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, so they're they're all getting into the... You know, going and getting into the, the airport, and we get the Hare Krishna handing Devin the... I'm just going to call him Devin. Sure. Handing Devin the, the little pamphlet that says, Death is not the end. Like, and then again, we get the dramatic music. And then Mrs. Wooten's like, come on, come on. And she turns around and she mouths, fuck you. She's like, leave my students alone. Yeah. Fuck you. And then he goes to check his bag and, and she got the, the flight attendant goes, oh, September 25th, same as your departure time. And he's like, or your birthday, same as your departure time. He's like, what? She goes, 925. It's 925. And then he's like, dun, dun. <laughs> then he turns and looks at the, the freaking arrival board and focuses on the word terminal in front of terminal yes. launcher. And I'm like, Okay, you guys are really pounding this home. What was the last movie we watched where... I feel like it was recently we watched a movie... Oh, The Dream Child. <laughs> oh, no. It was The Dream Child. What's the reason for this? The Dream Child. Was it that one? Yep. Yeah, The Dream, the dream Child. child. What's the dream reason child. for this death? Yeah. So then we get uh, Clear Rivers, and I just put dumb name, a.k.a. <laughs> spooky goth chick with a checkered past. We have the poop conversation after that. <laughs> where the buddy's like, you know, you don't want to shit Todd. on the plane. Yeah, Todd's like, you don't want to shit on the plane because whatever the sisters' names were, the the two hot sisters. That you don't want them Blake gagging. Blake and Barbara. The other one. Something like Blake that. and the other one. <laughs> Blake and Bunny. <laughs> yes. Blake and Blake too. Um, <laughs> Blake one and Blake two. <laughs> and this is where we get the whole Rocky Mountain High playing in the bathroom. Now, I'm kind of a nutball but I wouldn't immediately connect John Denver to plane crash. Can we also discuss how the fact that John Denver's Rocky Mountain High is death's, like, calling card? That's fucking hilarious. You, there are so many cooler people that died in plane crashes' death. Uh, Richie Valens, the big bopper. So, like, Ricky if, Nelson. Can, can, members of Leonard Skinner. Somebody needs to replace the music in this with La Bamba. Just... <laughs> Every time death is coming, la 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 la
Every time. And at the end, it's La Bamba in French. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, La Bamba. <laughs> Or Chantilly Lace by the Big Bopper. <laughs> Every time death comes, hello, baby. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit. La Bamba in French. <laughs> we're, we're only in the first five minutes of the movie and we're losing it. You know what is even funnier? Oh, fuck. Rocky Mountain Rocky Mountain High is about a camping trip he took with his wife. Yes. You were about to say Rocky Mountain Oysters were too. <laughs> I, I saw I saw it. Oh god, but so they're get they're going to get on the plane and the whole time Alex is just looking more and more nervous. That right before they climb onto the plane, he looks down between the plane and like the, the connector thingy, I, the I little can't accordion. I can't do it because I'm afraid it's going to break. Well, but he looks down and we see the luggage cart pass under it. It says 666 on the luggage Oh, luggage I didn't cart. catch that. Yeah, it's like right on top yeah. of the luggage. And he's just like, oh, another sign. Dun, dun. <laughs> and then they get out, we see the baby crying and we see the handicapped guy. And the one guy's like, well, we know God's not going to take the plane down because it's like, baby, God, no kill. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a real fucked up God to take this plane down. Crying baby. And then you see the disabled man on the oxygen right. but what that big character who's going to die eventually said was true this is true <laughs> <You know? laughs> so they, they all get on the plane and there's this whole back and forth where the the hot girls want to trade seats with oh my god and todd says i have a urinary tract in <laughs> yes because <laughs> that'll win them over <laughs> every lady wants to get with you now todd with a 1d <laughs> i want you to scream in burning pain let me also, give you my uti did Devin Sawa say to Todd with one D? I love that he's Todd with one D. Did he fuck your way through Greenland? He did. Because that's what I heard. And I'm like, surely that cannot be right because that is, they're going to France. That is exactly what he said. Okay. Because, well. because Todd was pissed that, that he agreed to ch- ch- right. switch seats. And he's like, oh, come on, man. You ruined my chances. He's like, what did you think? You were going to titty fuck up your, or titty fuck your way through Greenland with him? And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. And I'm like, no, surely I heard that that's, incorrectly. That's a really weird U-turn, or like, you know, uh, really weird travel plan. Yeah. But okay. Hostile. <laughs> I love the French teacher talking to all the kids in French. And they're all like, what the fuck did you just say, man? And I'm like... So these idiots are going to France. Of course they and are. And not a one of them Speak knows French. any French. Except, that makes sense. Except, except Claire. Claire not, mm-hmm. Claire, not Claire. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> got Clearly got not Claire. <laughs> <laughs> so the plane takes off and everyone dies in a ball of fire. And then Devin wakes up. <laughs> they went down in a big ball of fire. Indeed. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and it burned, burned, burned. <laughs> Thank you. In his urethra. Oh, no. <laughs> the UTI. I wrote here the plane takes off and everyone dies by being either sucked out of the plane or in a ball of fire. Yay, movie over. Oh, wait, there's more. It was just a dream. So Alex freaks the fuck out, telling everyone the plane's going to explode. Everyone gets mad at him, being like, that's not funny. Again, post 9-11, you're getting, your ass is getting arrested. Yes. Yeah. You're not just getting thrown off the plane and told you got to take another flight. And Devin Sawa drenched in sweat. Mm-hmm. That was He's like really too much sweaty sweat. a lot in the movie. Yeah, they sprayed him with a bottle of sweat. <laughs> yes. It was that fake Hollywood sweat. It's cornstarch and water. CK one. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe he was just wearing a lot of. He had a lot of Axe body spray on. 
It was the era. And also Sean William Scott, calm down with the whoppers. <laughs> exactly. All he the whoppers. couldn't wait until the plane took off to start eating malted milk balls. And those are mm-hmm. disgusting. Yes. I hate them. And poor Sean William Scott, <laughs> saved by the pisser. Because he could not get on the plane because he was in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and they were already getting kicked off. Also, in the very beginning, Carter, Clint, Jack from Dawson's Creek, I'm going to call him, hands him (laughs) a bag and he's like, here, take this. And Sean William Scott's like, whoa. Carter, you dick. I'm like, what was in that bag? Bricks. I just like the fact that every time Stifler is around Carter, he just calls him a dick. Carter, you dick. (laughs) Everyone's like, Carter, you dick. Like a thousand times. He kind of is. I kind of need to grab that sound bite. (laughs) (laughs) Carter, you dick. But so, yeah, everyone gets thrown off the plane. Well, I shouldn't say everyone. Most of uh, the people that we've talked about already get thrown off the plane. So we get Alex. uh, Well, Alex... Carter, his girlfriend was a Terry. I don't know. Tara, she's, she's gonna be Terry, back in a Tara. Yeah, the little blonde. <laughs> the little blonde chick. Uh, they get thrown off, and Stifler gets kind of caught in the melee and dragged out. And clear not Claire just walks off of her own free will, gonna, and no one notices. Well, t- and Todd, Todd goes after him, too, because yes. his brother is like, yeah. go make sure he's okay. So Todd with one D goes running after him. And, okay, so later when... Clear not Claire. Clearly not Claire (laughs) and Devin Sawa meet up. She's like, I could feel you. Well, that's why I wrote here. Clear gets off the plane of her own accord because her spooky goth powers were tingling. (laughs) I bet your wife would like her spooky goth powers tingling for Devin Sawa. Exactly. I mean, I guess we understand why her spooky goth powers are tingling. But they all get in the, the lobby and argue, blah, blah, blah. You ruined our time in Paris, yada, yada. She still yada. couldn't close her lips, though. <laughs> exactly. None of them could. And, They're like little ducks. <laughs> and Miss Luton was pissed off because, you know, now she's got to stay behind and let the other teacher go. She's like, you know all that French stuff. <laughs> you go on. <laughs> I was just going for a trip. <laughs> right. And they all start arguing. And, he, and he's like, well, I didn't know the plane was, or if, I didn't know if the plane was going to explode. It just felt like it. And then the plane explodes. <laughs> And while Stifler is watching, he's like, oh my god! He's like, guys! <laughs> and the line, there they go, here we stay. Kaboom! <laughs> yeah. And the also, glass shatters. I have a lot of thoughts about that glass. First mm. off, I know it was 2000 and it was the Wild West, but still, there was plexiglass at airports. It wouldn't have shattered. Yep. If it did shatter like that, why don't they all have lacerations? Mm-hmm. Why isn't glass sticking out of Devin Sawa's eyes? Because it mm-hmm. wasn't his turn. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> like, would that... They would have all been dead or close to it also. Mm-hmm. I, so I if, don't know why, but that part really pissed me off. I'm like, <laughs> hang on, I have to take notes on this. Well, Unrealistic. And, and I love that we see that with explosions in movies all the fucking time. And it's like, this doesn't make any fucking right. sense. But uh, so everyone looks at, at uh, Alex like he the devil. You know, they all freak out over it. Then the FBI shows up. We get the whole questioning sequence. How did you know? Blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, eventually they got nothing, so they let everybody go. All the parents show up to, like, pick up their children. But no one comes for spooky goth chick. Because we find out. So, okay. So who is she waiting for? Who is she waiting for? <laughs> Who does she live yeah. with? Because her dad got killed. And her and mom, her mom, mom left her. Yeah, so she's like, 
both my parents are dead. Like, well, when did your mom die? Who's paying for that house? Right. Yeah. Who's paying the bills? The dog? She's paying with her really weird sculpture. Like, there's no... Gr- oh, that is art fuck, art fuck, art fuck. It's after you. It's not literally you, but like... The representation. And Devin oh, Sawa's formless. face was like... I don't think that was written into the movie, his face to look like that. I think that was just him going, what the hell are you talking about? Because it looks like a light bulb. He had that same look on his face that I had anytime the art fucks were talking to me at Blamo. Gummer. Oh, God. Fuck that guy. Uh, See my hentai? Oh, God. That guy. (laughs) So, later on, we see Alex watching the news reporting on the plane explosion and the death of his class, and how there's no explanation <clears throat> to what happened. So this is all the same night. Yes. So the yes. plane takes off at 9.25. We're going to say maybe it was delayed five minutes because mm. of the hullabaloo. Mm-hmm. So the t- plane takes off. It explodes. Jay Leno and Candyman <laughs> from Wish show up. Mm-hmm. They interview everyone who got off the plane. Parents come to get their off their crotch goblins... But Spooky McGotherson gets in the car with Devin Sawa. His gets parents dropped off. drop her off in the rain. And you know what I said? Shane was watching something on the mm-hmm. laptop. But I go, God damn it. Back in the day, you would wait for someone to get in the house before right. you pulled away. <laughs> and then they're home. And so it's got to be like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Is this like, what type of news? Because it was like late breaking news. Yeah. Right. So what time is the what time is the late news on where they live? I mean, at that point, we're yeah, we were in the era of like twenty four hour cable news networks, and sometimes they yeah. would pick up local stuff if it was like a big enough thing. Oh, I bet his parents watch watch Fox News. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> also, this just occurred to me because later on in the scene, you'll see Spooky Mick Gotherson. And this lovable German shepherd. Mm-hmm. Who was going to take care of her dog while she was in France? <laughs> That's a good question. She doesn't have parents. Not she only doesn't that, have anyone was, who cares about her. Not only that. She had a Rube Goldberg sculpture that would pour kibble every day. <laughs> like like, like Pee Wee's Big yes. Adventure. The beginning of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> also remind me to circle back around to Pee Wee Herman later on. <laughs> I am very interested in this. Also... At the end, when death is coming for her, mm-hmm. it's already storming. What kind of parent are you leaving your fucking dog out in a, know, in a right? storm? It's, oh my god. There's so many ridiculous moments in this movie. But when he's watching, he's watching the news, for some reason, he gets up because of the storm. He looks outside like, oh, a storm is brewing. Dun, dun, like, dun. like, it was already has, raining. It's been raining this entire time. Right. Why just then, when he heard the thunder, was he like, oh no. And he walks over to the window and watches, and then we see the lightning strike in the street. And he has no reaction. He's just staring. I'm like, if lightning struck outside my house, I'm pretty sure I would have right. pooped. Like, right. <laughs> in fact, the only time I've ever seen that is when I lived in Rochester. And me at Strasburg, Strasburg, I'm sure you'll remember this. We were standing on my, my little terrace on the on the, the outside of the apartment, and across the parking lot, in the forest that was across the parking lot from us, lightning struck. And we were both like, Jesus Christ, and ran inside the house. I thought you were going to say, the one time I did poop myself. <laughs> That's a whole different story for another time. 
There was a lot of cheese involved. <laughs> no, there's a lot of alcohol involved. No, I'm kidding. But, so now we cut to a memorial service for the students that, that were lost in the accident. 39, 39 days, days later. later. Mm-hmm. For 39 people. Exactly. Mm. And I love how everyone is looking at Alex like he fucking suicide bombed everything. It's like, dude, like, okay, I get it. It's a little spooky, but he didn't kill everybody. Right. But everybody acts like it. I also like how Sean William Scott is, like, completely okay with going to Alex and being like, excuse me, um, (laughs) am I going to pass my driver's test? Um, Also, excuse me, if I ask this person out, will she say yes? Also, excuse me, one more question. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's treating him like he's a fortune teller. Zombie. Exactly. I also love Miss Luton because he goes to say something to her and she's like, you scare the hell out of me, you spooky little bitch, and she runs away. <laughs> I don't think a teacher can legally tell a student that they scare the hell out of them, but yeah. okay. And Spooky McGotherson <laughs> doesn't set her rose down at the memorial, no. which is a fucking bald eagle. <laughs> Fly free. <laughs> but Spooky McGotherson, clearly not Claire, gives the flower to Alex like it's an episode of The Fucking Bachelor. <laughs> I choose you. You saved my life. <laughs> also, the early aughts and homophobia. Oh, yeah. Those two go hand in hand. Oh, yep. big time. It, you know, it was even more prevalent in, like, the late 90s. Yeah. Because there, there was this, it, it was a weird pendulum swing where, like, the early 90s, everyone was like, you know, be accepting, you know, be understanding, right. all that. And throughout the mid-90s, it was still like that. And there was, you know, some some yeah. poking fun, but it was like generally like, don't be a dick to people. Then the late 90s, it was like, ha, we're going to use that F word. We're going to be total yeah. dicks. And up until about 2006, 2007, like the Carlos Mencia era right. <laughs> of Comedy Central, like, and then it started to swing back the other way. Like mm-hmm. people were like, this is stupid. <laughs> Get away from that. But Devin Sawa telling Todd with 1D, don't take this wrong way, man, but I miss you. Oh, yeah. There was was a lot of the no homo. Stop Do you remember, though? Well, I don't know if you passed notes, but you remember in, like, when we were in middle school and high school, you would, like, write a note to your friend and pass it in class? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we didn't have cell phones to text people. But you would write, like, love you dearly, not queerly. Mm -hmm. Like, that was Mm -hmm. a thing then, and now it's like that would, no one would ever say that. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It, there, there's there's the difference of, like, doing that without malicious intent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and the way peop, other people would use it, you know. Yeah. But, so this this whole memorial service kind of ends with Todd with 1D giving a speech about how we never know when it's our time. Death could be coming this very afternoon. Cue Deathwind. In the bathroom. <laughs> and notice how Deathwind... Is not a smoker, nor ever has been. Because Deathwind can really blow Gabriel Blow (laughs) through the tiniest of slits. That sounded real dirty. (laughs) Deathwind can really get it in those tight spaces and really cause a tornado of emotion. (laughs) Because, yeah, we see... This scene made me so angry. And this, this is the point... Where, like, I had already rolled my eyes several times, but this is the point where I was rolling them so hard I could see my own brain. It was like, Todd's in the bathroom, and we get the death wind blowing through the through the window. Is it because he was sitting on his shirt, on the that's, back of his shirt while he was taking a dump? That always annoys me. Okay, that annoys me, and the toilet water being blue. so damn blue. It was very blue. Like, 
Not no. from not from the bowl. Like not like you yeah. put one of those little from the tabs pipe. From, the, from the, pipe. the pipe. Like look, my hands are on my hips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's explain this for for the listeners. The the Rube Goldberg esque nature of this whole scene. You got the water that's dripping out of the pipe and slowly following the cracks in the tiles, moving toward Todd's feet. Todd gets up, he picks up a razor and starts shaving, and he nicks himself. So you see the water coming, it's like, oh, he's going to trip and cut his throat. Oh, wait, no, he put the razor down. Okay. Oh, he picked up scissors and is shoving them in his nose. He's going to trip <laughs> and stab his brain. Oh, no, he put that down. just give him a lobotomy. And, what's that? and then it's like, oh, shit, no, he's going to touch the electrical outlet. He goes to plug in the fucking uh, stereo. And Rocky Mountain Oysters is playing. <laughs> Rocky Mountain Oysters goes on. And then he goes, no. And he yanks it out and we see a spark. And it's like, oh, shit, he's going to get electrocuted. And no. Nope, it's mama's daddy no. hose. Then he walks away and the water turns and chases him. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to the bathtub and there's a washing line, like a, a dryer line hanging up with his mom's underwear on it. And pantyhose. Unmentionables. And he just starts yanking him yeah. down. And eventually the water gets under his feet. He slips. He His neck hits the, the line. It rips out of the wall, wraps around his throat, and drops him into the tub where he kicks over a bottle of shampoo so he can't get his feet to, like, get any grip. What type of fucking laundry line are you buying that is that fucking sturdy? It was a fucking razor wire. That shit was something you garrote people with. That was not... Really? Because I thought she took, like, a thing of thread. (laughs) It was was metal wire. Yeah. Oh. Like, because he cut his fingers out. They talk about that later. That's right. That's right. Yeah, like, it was literally, like, a garrote line. (laughs) Like, what assassins use. Oh. Mama's got... That's how they can afford that nice Mom house. and dad are Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go back, watch that scene, and put the Benny Hill theme music to it. See, <laughs> see if it syncs up or not. <laughs> okay, so we got to do that, and we have to replace Rocky Mountain Oysters with La Bamba. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean... Google Translate. Oh, Google Translate's a great thing. I'm making a note for myself to do that later. French La Bamba. Translate La Bamba to French. While this entire sequence is going on, we we have Alex in his bedroom... Looking at photos and articles about plane crashes, and he decides, I'm going to rub one out. out. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say when you guys were like the World Atlas. Like, how about we look at like plane crash stuff, and then you know what? I got to relax. Oh. I got one. <laughs> but he does. He just sits back and he reads it like it's a Saturday, Sunday evening post. <laughs> He's reading it for the articles, guys. Mm-hmm. See, and that wasn't even Playboy. That was Penthouse. He pulls out his sock drawer, Penthouse. <laughs> And he, I love it, his one leg, he's like, he's got his legs crossed, and he's just thumbing through, yeah. like, mm, looking for the right pair of tatas, you know, just like, <laughs> and then, what fucking, was her name, like, Trina, Tri, Tina, 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 I have no I clue, but, but it was something today, and when, the, when Deathwind comes in, well, no, 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 no Deathwind, no Deathwind, because it was an owl, an owl, oh, that's an right. owl hit the window, and it scared him, and, and he throws the magazine at the owl, and then it sucks to the back of the fucking fan, and I want to know what kind of desk fan you have that can shred an entire magazine, because it shreds it like it went through a fucking buzzsaw, yeah, yeah. And the paper fills the room. And the little piece of paper that says Todd with one D lands on him. Yeah. <coughs> and oh my he says, goodness. Gadzooks, gotta go check on Todd with one D. My spider sense is tingling. <laughs> my goodness, we're having a doozy of a day. But you know what? Ask 
ask the lady who fell down the stairs in the staircase murders. Oh, you can't because she's dead. But (laughs) there's a theory that an owl got into the house and attacked her. So owls are scary. I mean, (laughs) if a big giant bird hits anything near me, I'm going to jump. Like, it's going to scare me. Like Fabio did on that roller coaster. Oh, no. Oh, he didn't jump. He just broke his face. I said, that happened to another person with a pigeon on one of those slingshot rides. No. There's a TikTok of it that going around. This poor girl. She's like, as no. soon as the thing flies up, you just see a pigeon, like, hit her in the neck. No. <laughs> she's just, like, freaking out and then throws the damn bird off of her. What a horrible memory. <laughs> I bet oh, she didn't God. pay for that photo. Nope. <laughs> so then, so, Alex leaves his house to go check on his friend. And his dead friend's leg in the bathroom, and the, the toilet water magically sucks into the toilet again. <laughs> I like, I do like the touch they did with the petechial hemorrhaging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was that was realistic, yeah. right? But that, so <laughs> Alex gets to gets to the house and, and finds out there's emergency crews taking Todd away. He's dead. There's the coroner is there, yeah. right? And, and both FBI agents. And <laughs> I love this because he sees Clear hiding behind. The, the like, it's like that meme. It's yeah. like that meme with the the guy the rubbing guy. his hands. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But she's like hiding behind the street. She's like, go away. And he's like, what are you doing here? And then the parents come over and like, you killed our boy. Just like blaming Alex for everything. And then he turns and Spooky McSpookerson is gone. And so the next thing. down, was she ever there to begin with? <laughs> well, I love it because he goes to see her. And this is where we see her weird sculptures and shit. And he tries to ask her, he's like, you know, why were you there last night? And she goes on this long diatribe about how FBI agents don't investigate teen suicides and how suspicious this is that seven people get off a plane minutes before it explodes and now one of those seven people died. Because I could feel you in that that moment. That's the thing, he goes, so why were you there? And she's like, (laughs) on the plane, I could feel you. (laughs) And it hasn't stopped. Oh, oh! And then she goes on about how she made a sculpture to look like him. Right. And it's irresistible. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. You like how, can we talk about how she makes a point of saying we have not talked, not not spoken, not one word to each other. Four years. In four years of high school. And then at the end, he's like, I got you, baby. Yeah. Like, it's two days later. There... There has to be a ton on the cutting room floor about that relationship because that was to one moment she's like, oh, I don't even know who you are, but I can feel your premonitions. And the next minute she's like, oh, baby, you'll be okay. And I was like, when did that happen? Brian's sitting next to me, lifts his head up, goes, did she just call him baby? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, why? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's really not explained, but they're in a relationship now. At yep. least she didn't call him dad. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Can I call you dad? No, no. that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how he makes the logic leap. Like, okay, so he has no information whatsoever other than plane go boom, I somehow escaped. Todd die, and I also knew. That's, that's all he has. And he's like, right. maybe... We weren't supposed to get away. Maybe death is following us. Maybe he's still going to get us. Like, you really? You putting all that together on nothing? Like, come on. So he goes, he's like, I would know if I could see Todd's body. And then Clear's like, let's go. And then, okay. (coughs) 
They fucking do a Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible <laughs> here. They break in through the ceiling. The ceiling. Yeah. How the fuck? How the fuck you get up on the roof of the, you know what? Of the place? I'm going to say it was a lucky thing those coffins were stacked perfectly and can hold both of them. Yep. Also, it's also lucky that our depth perception and height perception are completely wrong <laughs> as you see them from the bottom and you pan up because they land in the top coffin... But it's like six inches from the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So is, what is this? A funeral home for ants? Is it like the Shire? Yes. It is pretty ridiculous, the, the layout of this place. But so they, yeah, they break into the funeral home and they go in to see Todd's body. And they're like, why do they look like Michael Jackson? <laughs> and he really does, because like, yeah, that's yeah. not a good, not a good job. No. And then suddenly Todd's, Todd's arm flips up and Devin's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then spooky Tony Todd is just Comes hiding in the cave. Sh- yes. He's in the shadows. But there's a cave. They go yes. in the shadows. Well, he's sitting on a little shelf back there. <laughs> Tony Todd on a shelf. He's like, <laughs> now that I would put around my house. Yes. <laughs> Elf on a shelf, Snoop on a stoop. <laughs> Give me Tony Todd on a shelf. I like, I like that. But I love it because he, he just kind of pops out of the shadows and he's just like, sometimes the body does that. And it's just like, wait, what? And then he's like, uh, I just wait because I know who you are. And then you hear, be my victim. Be my victim. That's for you, Danielle. But, but now, like, okay. So this entire thing, like, he explains how, you know, the cuts on Todd's fingers are from pulling at the, the right. wire. So he kind of explains, like, yeah, your, your friend didn't commit suicide. Like, so wouldn't the authorities know that then? But they're all saying that he committed suicide. So, like, the stories are getting crossed here. Like, the coroner is like, nah, that didn't happen. So, but the, the FBI wow. guys are like, well, he committed suicide. <laughs> Case closed. You know? <laughs> so he goes on, and then suddenly this spooky motherfucker starts telling them all about death's design and death's plan. He's talking about how you can't escape it and yada yada. It's like, how do you know? Like, As right. he's pulling like the embalming needles out. Yeah. yeah. And he even says, he's like, you don't want to cross that bad mother. It's like. Well, Tony Todd's monologue was so great and so Tony Todd-esque mm-hmm. until the line, you don't even want to fuck with that Mac Daddy. That's and a, yeah, I'm like, Mac Daddy. That's what uh-huh. it was. This is suit. In case you don't know what time period we're in, it was like someone was like Jeepers. That's not going to work with the youth of today. Let's find the most early aughts thing he can say. And and they went what back to the Mac early nineties. <laughs> Big crisscross fans. Exactly. <laughs> Daddy Mac will make you do it. And um. then he takes his hooked arm and crosses him like this. And says, "Boy." <laughs> And then he just recedes back into his little cave. <laughs> but no, like... So With he, Pieta. Pieta! <laughs> so Time he, to wake up! <laughs> he explains this entire thing about how, you know, death's design, death's coming for him, you've cheated death once, you know, but you can't get away from him forever. And then he also mentions to him, he's like, and Alex, I'll see you soon. Yeah. So, okay, are we hinting that he's deaf? Like, clearly they're trying to that's say he's deaf. That's thought. Or, or maybe that's not what they intended at all, and the three of us are wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was just assuming that Alex was going to go to the funeral. Maybe. He's and the just... funeral director, he's like, 
I'll see you tomorrow. But then riddle me this. <laughs> Why does he know all about death's design and how you can cheat death? That's his hobby. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. I find this No, all... I, I believe you guys. I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm just being a suze. Also, he's awfully cool and chill for someone who has had two children break into his funeral home. Right. He didn't even care at all. He's like, oh, hello. Would you like to chat about death? Gather around, children. Watch me embalm your friends. (laughs) Well, he's got all the tools. Right. So he could defend himself. And I I think he wouldn't even need tools to take them down. (laughs) Tony Todd's like, yeah, don't fuck with me. He would send the killer bees. (laughs) Bees. Oh, no, not the bees. So now we cut to Alex and Claire having coffee and discussing discussing death's design. At the coffee beanery. Mm-hmm. With clearly empty cups. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I love how Claire suddenly is like, oh, he's nuts. Like, you, right. you were on board literally up into and including when you broke into a funeral home. <laughs> and now you're just like, on second thought, you fucking crazy. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this doesn't make any also, sense. I really like how Devin Sawa presents her with the little Todd with one D that came from came his penthouse. Here, I was going to pleasure myself, but then this happened? It's, Explain that. It might clear. be a little crusty, but here you go. I didn't even get my pants on <laughs> Motherfucker had to go die. <laughs> but like, Death, you cruel bitch. So but but she's like, you're you're wrong. But yet, didn't she just wax on about how she's magically linked to him yes. in the last sequence? Yes. So it's like, wait a second. None of this adds up. So while this is happening, we see um, Carter and his girlfriend. Dr- oh, I'm sorry. B- b- before I jump into that, they pull up listening to Into the Void by Nine Inch Nails. Great song. Oh, it's absolutely a great song. And but they of course, run over Stifler. Carter, before you that, dick. <laughs> before that. They pull up and it's and we get the line pictures in my head of the final destination. And I was like, ah, they said the thing. <laughs> like they it's, clearly chose that section just because it says final destination. As Jeremy from Cinema Sins would say, roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then he's getting all annoyed looking at Alex. They drive away. And yeah, he almost runs over Stifler because he spins the car around. Stifler falls out. He's, he's always on his bike. Like, why is he always riding his bike around? <laughs> well, like, at all hours of the day and night. Like, I feel like he just rides around town. Because, <laughs> like, at two in the morning outside of Mrs. Luton's, yes. he's like, do 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 Like, dude, what the fuck? Maybe he was... I don't know. <laughs> I was going to make, like, some off-color farm joke, but I don't think there's farms I mean... Obviously, he didn't get his driver's license. This is true. So, he did. He said he passed with a 70, which is oh, the yeah, lowest which is the score. Lowest score. Yeah. Yeah, and, so. and then the teacher, the instructor said, you're going to die one day. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? We're going to die soon? Yeah, and we get that moment where he almost looks like he's going to die because the other car almost hits him. Mm-hmm. And then Carter pulls up in front of Alex. And you just hear stuff like, Carter, you dick. <laughs> But yeah, so they get into this big argument, and Miss Luton comes out, and now it's like, oh, all the survivors that are left are all right there at the coffee bean. And then Casper looks in the window and sees the bus. Oh, no, yep. this is before. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Right, right before they, they pull up. He sees the bus in the reflection. Mm-hmm. And doesn't put two and two together yet. He's going to make that logic leap in a second. When it's too late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the uh, Terry, or whatever, whatever girlfriend's name is, I always forget. Is it Terry? I think it's Terry. It's Terry. Yeah, I was say, she, she's barely in the movie. 
she complains that the, the plane crash is not going to be the biggest part of her life. And if you want to continue, continue beat the shit out of Alex <laughs> every time you see him, you could drop dead. And then, boom, I got hit by a bus. <laughs> And I don't know why that makes me laugh. Oh, my because God. Because the blood splatters on everyone and Mrs. Luton yes. just, like, loses it. I The first time I saw that in the theater, I lost my shit laughing. And I laugh every single time. In fact, last night I was desperately trying to pause it right as she gets hit. <laughs> and I got it. And it's just this blur of what you can... What it looks like is, like, dummy limbs in a hoodie. <laughs> because it's just, like, cloth and limbs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fucking perfect. The way they edit this where it's just like she is instantly taken out of frame <laughs> and just blood hits everybody. I also laugh. This always reminds me of the part in The Devil's Rejects mm. where she has the skin mask on and she's running out of the hotel <laughs> and then she just gets splattered <laughs> by the semi. Every time. Bride of Chucky. When yes, the guy yes. gets, out of the tr- or gets out of the back of the van, then boom, truck. Mm-hmm. That is always funny. Yes. Like, I'm sorry, someone getting hit by a bus is always funny. But I think the real messed up thing, not her getting hit by a bus, that was comedy. The <laughs> real messed up thing is that Devin Sawa just saw someone who was friend, acquaintance, schoolmate, whatever. A chum. He was covered in her blood moments earlier, and all he needs is an Alka-Seltzer. And he's fine. Yep. He's fine. <laughs> That's all Claire needs to do. <laughs> yeah, they're both drinking well, alcohol. Like, so. That's right. She's like, oh, I feel that bubbling. Oh, it's just an alcohol. Pop, pop, fizz, fizz. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we cut to Alex watching the news with his dad and Clear. <laughs> they're both drinking alcohol, like you said. Yeah. She's sitting in her house trying to call Alex. Alex doesn't want to talk to her. And, and his dad's like, like you can clearly hear him through the phone. I don't tell her. No, I don't want to talk to her. <laughs> he's um, in the shower. He's in the shower, clear. <laughs> She's like, I can clearly hear that he's not. I am linked to him. I would know if he was scrubbing his privates. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, on the news, they talk about the flight. And basically, some silicone seals ruptured, allowing... Uh, what was it? Uh, fuel the fuel line leakage. Jet fuel the leak into the thing that caused a big boom. Yeah, a spark happened. Ba ba boom. Um, but they show a convenient diagram of the fuselage on the on the TV, and <laughs> Devin has the forethought to pause <laughs> yes. it and make a drawing over top of the TV. <laughs> and then take it upstairs to his room where he has the seating chart. And he draws the magic line like, well, first it was so insensitive, Todd with one D, and he's going through. <laughs> and then he realizes the pattern, and Miss Luton's going to be next. It's and like, he's like so, like so thuggish outside of her house. <laughs> he's like creeping, and then the FBI rolls up. Because she's, she's crying, she's talking to, I don't know, her mom... <laughs> But she she has to leave town and blah, blah, blah. She used to have such good memories, but now all she does is think of those dead kids. And her backyard brings her nothing but fear, and she glances and says, there's Devin Sawa. Just like fucking fucking Michael Myers. I was going to say Art the Clown. (laughs) It reminded me of the laundry scene with Michael Myers. Yes, yes. And then she's like, oh, if I I stand behind these very sheer Sheer curtains... He won't see me. She's like, I gotta, I gotta call you back. Click. I need Detective Jay Leno. <laughs> Bring me Shrek. 
But but even better was like she didn't just hide behind the sheer curtain. She then kept poking her head around like fucking Bugs Bunny, like sneaking out behind the fence. Yeah. She's, she's like, hmm, just looking over at Alex, and he's staring right at her. Right. So the FBI rolls up, and he's like fucking with her car. And they're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm checking her tire." <laughs> like, get in the car. <laughs> so they take him away. <laughs> I love how he plays dumb, though, when they go to pick up. Like, why are you messing with her car? Oh, I don't know. Tired. <laughs> so he gets taken away for questioning, and he tries to explain the situation to the FBI agents, but of course they don't buy it. Meanwhile, back at Luton's place, death is hard at work at his next Rube Goldberg device. <laughs> Luton puts on Rocky Mountain High because it was her mama's favorite. But, why does everyone love John Denver so much in this movie? Why did that have to be a thing? Why the clunky exposition of, this was my mom's favorite record, she's saying to no one in the house? Exactly. Come on. I talk to myself sometimes when I'm alone, but that's a little weird. Yeah. So she puts it on, and then she, and I I showed you guys this before we, we started recording. She goes to put on tea, and there's this extremely strange frame rate drop in the movie, mm-hmm. where it's like, why did it suddenly turn into claymation? Like, it just goes <laughs> super weird. So if you guys are watching the movie, at the scene where Miss Luton puts on the tea, just watch the frames. It's really bizarre. Can we take a pause real quick? Ready? Sure. This would have been much better. Yes. This is La Bamba in French. <laughs> I love it. Also, oh my God. someone contact Wes, da- Wes Anderson. That has to be in his next movie. <laughs> <laughs> French La Bamba? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. It's just the right amount of weird. It's so bizarre. <laughs> I'm glad I looked that up. I'm glad that you all experienced that with us. <laughs> so she goes to make her tea and she pours it into a mug from the high school and then spazzes out because it's the high school. Like, no. But then <laughs> she's fine drinking booze out of there. there. So, okay. Then why have that mug there? Mm-hmm. So, all right. The water's boiling. Yeah. She dumps, she like throws the tea. Like, onto the floor. <laughs> yes. Onto the floor. So then she gets two ice cubes mm-hmm. and a bottle of vodka that... The contrast in temperature is so much that it cracks the mug. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it, there was nothing left in that mug if you look at the trail of vodka it left. Right. Not only that, but how would you not hear that much fluid dripping onto tile? She's very, very upset. Because <laughs> that, was, that was a big hole in the mug. She's very into Rocky Mountain she, she's She's got that uh, John Denver song on 11. <laughs> and then she leans over her computer and... More liquid than it was even in the mug drips into the computer, shorts it out, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, her gigantic, heavy-ass monitor explodes, screen glass in her carotid. What were you going to say, Court? I was going to say, when uh, Devin Sawa is at the station and they are interrogating him, he says, I'm not going to go Dahmer on you. And I go, well, yeah, Devin Sawa. Because Jeffrey Dahmer didn't have premonitions. He just ate people. 
That's true. So thank you for <laughs> clarifying. <laughs> for clarifying you have no interest in me as lunch. Anyone. Also, world's shortest commute to the police station and interrogation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because like, it was right next door. <laughs> in her backyard, even. Yeah. Did, what, did they interview him in the shed? <laughs> was that their makeshift at HQ? Possibly. Because he's getting interrogated, and then all this shit's happening in her house, and then she's slipping all over the vodka water. Wait, hold on, we gotta back up. So she gets stabbed in her fucking throat with a piece of screen glass, and then yanks it out. You do not ever yank glass out, people. Haven't we learned? You never yank anything out of a wound like that, because that is what is stopping the bleeding. But it happens twice in this scene. I am going to say this. This death was actually Miss Luton's fault. Yeah. She's a dumbass. She's responsible for this. Well, because now, so now she's like stumbling toward the kitchen, bleeding from her throat, and the fire from the computer follows the trail of her. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna get you. It gets like the like, snake. Remember on the Nokia yes. phones? It gets into the kitchen, lights the fucking bottle of vodka, which explodes, <laughs> dropping her to the floor. And then she's desperately reaching for a dish towel, which is draped over her knife rack. And she pulls it, and the block of knives come falling down and paling her. And then, for good measure, the chair tips over. That's my favorite part. The nail in the coffin, so to speak. Well, because Devin saw was walking home, and he sees some, some guy just burning leaves. And he gets the premonition of, oh, fire. And then I like how he swats at the ashes like they're bad memories. He's like, yeah, get away. And then he just runs. Goes into her house, which if she was that scared, wouldn't her house have been locked? Right. Gets into her house and he's like, oh, Mrs. Luton, Mrs. Luton. And she's just looking at him like, oh, fuck it, sweetie kid, come to finish the job. And he's like, don't worry, I'll help you. And then suddenly the shelf goes to fall and he jumps up to like hold the shelf up and something else explodes and the fucking chair goes flying and like pushes the knife down. And that does it. So he moves the chair, takes the knife out, and he's like, oh, oh, fuck. And then he like drops the knife and runs off and then you see Chekhov's footprint. But I love how he goes, he pulls the knife out. He's like, ha, like he, like he did something. Like, dude, she's dead. Like, do shit. Good for you, Devin Sawa. He gets out of the house and Stifler's like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, get down, Stifler. <laughs> and he runs up just like, whoop, 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 whoop. The Big real boom. tragedy is that someone bought that house that just exploded. <laughs> so what happens to those people? They're like, um, dude, can we get a refund? I think that you can go back on your offer. I mean, the house isn't there anymore. Due to explosion. I don't think that they've closed yet, so... We can't, we, we can't live there due to death wind. <laughs> like, That's the oh. new haunting. Your house is haunted. It's got the death wind. You done got the death wind, boy. No, not that. <laughs> so he runs away, leaving Stifler looking terrified. <laughs> we see the FBI now questioning Clear, and she's like, I don't know where he is. And I'm not going to tell you. Cut to Stifler, Carter, and Clear at the memorial. And Clear tells him that the FBI are watching her. So, you know, in case she goes to, to Alex. And she's like, so that's why you have to take me. 
wouldn't they still be watching? Like, right. are they going to be like, oh, no, no, she's with her friends. It's cool. Let's, let's go get a burger. Like, oh, no, that, that douche nozzle jock dude bro, he hated Alex. So there's no way that. Yeah, they're not going to go. They're like, just going to go fornicate in the forest. Nah, it's fine, guys. What's he doing over there? Defacing public property? Cool. Cool. Yeah. Let's go. Let's He's trying go. to carve Terry's <laughs> yeah. name in. Terry's name should be on this memorial. Well, no, because <laughs> she didn't die in the plane crash. <laughs> right? She got hit by a bus. <laughs> like, <coughs> spray paint her name on a like one of those little bus shelters. Yes. <laughs> oh. Or Death's Wind. <laughs> Death's Wind. <laughs> so, yeah, so they go. They, they're all driving looking for Alex. <laughs> and then the crash site is like marked off but it looks like it looks like when they closed joe davis state park in the winter like that one road it's like it's a yeah. barrier like when they close the thruway during a snowstorm yeah. Yeah. it's like accident sites stay out and i love it because they drop her off and again apparently the fbi ain't watching because she got in a car so it must be good they're like you go she's like all right go two miles down that way i'm gonna search over here we'll loop back and meet in the middle right and then she finds Alex sitting by the water watching the talk. And we have our Gremlins Phoebe Kate moment where she talks about her checkered past and how her dad died. He went to get cigarettes. Her dad died getting cigarettes. Her love, dad died. I love how that comes back because she's like, he was standing in line and someone pulled a gun on him and said, don't turn around and... I don't know if it was reflex or if he just thought it was someone he knew, but he turned around and he got his head blown off. I fucking lost it. But then, you know, Allie Larder not being able to close her lips together, she's like, sometimes I just think that my parents are still together and my dad's smoking that cigarette. He's got a full pack of cigarettes. That's why I started laughing because she mentioned he's got a full pack of cigarettes in heaven. He probably smoked. He smoked Lucky Strike. <laughs> Okay, or hear me out. That whole elaborate cigarette story and your dad dying and it's very sad was just a lie that your mom made up because she didn't want you to believe that your dad was that cliche and said, I'm going out for cigarettes. And he was and like, never Peace came out, bitches. Oh my God. That's fantastic. I, I like that version better. Yeah. But then. She adds, like, just to, to make it even sadder, because she's like, my dad got his head blown off, and then she's like, and my mom started dating this guy that she would have walked across the street from when she was still with my dad, but he didn't want kids, so neither did she, so she abandoned me. I'm like, So you've been what? living in that house all by yourself? <laughs> Since you were eight? <laughs> and I got this great house. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Me and my dog, we've been living here since I was eight years old. I taught myself French. We. Oui. <laughs> She's like the Nev character Campbell in... Uh, the Nev it? character Campbell? Nev Campbell character in Wild Things. Like, yes. She's from the wrong <laughs> side of the tracks. I haven't thought of that movie in so long. I almost said the Nev <sighs> Campbell threesome movie. Wow. I mean, we, we would have known. Yeah, I was gonna, we both would have got that. Yeah. Oh my god, so... She's like, if this is death's design, then fuck death. <laughs> like, she gets all angry. And, and then, magically, they're all in the car. Well, yeah, because yeah. she, she convinces him not to give up and to keep trying. So that, yeah, we get the whole Scooby gang together. And freaking Stifler and Carter are trying to ask Alex when they're going to die. And he won't tell. He's like, it won't make it any easier. So then Carter's just like, fuck it, then I'm killing all of us. <laughs> yeah. 
And they just start driving through the fucking like intersection. No hands on the wheel. And then Alex sees a train in the in the window. In the reflection, yep. Oh. <laughs> and something with the seatbelt, right? Yeah, yeah seat seatbelt seat belt rips. Seat rips. So they're driving along, and eventually, yes, they stop on the train tracks. Cue dramatic music. Because then Carter turns the car off, and he's like, all right, all right. We're all going to die. And they're like, Stifler, open the door. I'm expecting him to start yelling, like, fire it up, fire it up. (laughs) Attention. So they all get out of the fucking car, except for Carter. We see the train coming. They're like, come on, man, stop messing around. And then Death's Wind locks the door, Mm -hmm. and he can't unlock it. And then he can't get his seatbelt undone either. Yes. So they're starting to freak out, and Alex, like, runs in just in the nick of time, rips the seatbelt, because he knew it was going to break, pulls him out of the car, and they roll to safety right as the train wrecks the car. But this part, again, I can't oh, I stop crack laughing. I crack up. It's so fucking funny. Because yes. they're, they're going on, he's like, I beat it. I beat death. And he's like, because you were supposed to be next. He's like, and it skipped you because I intervened. And then Stifler's like, you're going to die, man. I'm staying away from you. We see a piece of metal on the train yes. tracks. And it just goes flying and takes his fucking head off. So when, his, it's skull, amazing. when his skull lands, it looks like it cut him like through the mouth. It yes. did. But then when his body falls, it's just the neck stump. Yeah. So where did the rest of the, where'd the jaw go? The jaw just fell off. <laughs> Oh my god, that is, see, that is the only credit I can give this movie. Every time I watch it, all the death scenes I laugh my ass off at. Right. Because they are really funny. Like, because Mrs. Luton is just this drawn out, ridiculous sequence. Mm -hmm. Again, Terry getting hit by the bus is one of the best sequences ever. I think it's also because we have the, I I got hit by a bus. (laughs) I got hit by a bus. Also... To go back a little, when they're talking about, you know, oh, you got to tell us. And Devin Sawa's like, no, it'll just make things. And I swear to God, this is how he said, it'll just make things harder for you. Yeah. And I went, wait a minute. Is he from Boston? He had that weird little drawl. <laughs> yeah. Had. And Brian stops and goes, did he go to the Leonardo DiCaprio School of Acting? <laughs> <laughs> He's shipping out to Boston. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, bye-bye, Stifler. And he's like, go on, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, Carter's yeah. like, just go home, get. Because the cops are coming. He's like, I'll stay. <laughs> but I love it because Claire's like, you can stay in my cabin. So, she also has a cabin. She her has a cabin. Two yeah. miles from two her house. Two miles from her house. What's the point? Right, exactly. What's the point? That's an in-law house. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh, all right. So okay. I'm going to take your theory of dad being the cliche, going to get cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> he was just living in that house. He was living in the house. <laughs> and then he found himself some fine Rocky Mountain pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's out in Montana. There you go. He's a cattle rancher. <laughs> he's a cattle rancher, cowboy smoking Marbreds. <laughs> he never he's runs out of out. cigarettes. <laughs> nope, because he's in Marble country. Oh my god! Oh, that'd be Holy a great shit! Movie. I want to see this version of the movie. 
<laughs> so we cut to the next day. We see Alex in the cabin. He basically childproofed everything. He put corks on the nails hanging from the. He duct taped kitchen towels to the corners of bookshelves. <laughs> Do you know what really would have pulled that cabin together? A nice conspiracy yarn born. Yes. You know, yeah. totally would have. Yeah, like with just the pictures of everyone from the plane <laughs> and the seating charts. and <laughs> Also, oh. was he eating cat food? I think he was supposed to be eating like a can of deviled ham or something because it was one of those little tiny, like you see him at the Dollar yeah, Tree all the time. Because yeah. they got the paper wrapping on him first. Which okay. means it's not good. <laughs> no, right. no. I, let's, let's be honest. Canned processed meats are rarely good. <laughs> but... He sits down with a lantern that he puts on a metal bowl in water. So in case there's fire, there's water right there. Then puts on giant work gloves to open a tiny little can. (laughs) And then starts just spooning cold deviled ham into his mouth. Mm. And we see the death wind. And it knocks over a bag of garbage, which knocks over some fishing poles, which hook a closet door and try to fling it open. And he stops it just before knives fly out. And then he reach. Okay, so we know there's a knife in there. But then he reaches in and magically knows that on the floor there's a rusty hook. Yeah, he finds it. He's like, ah, tetanus. Good one. I can beat you, fucker. <laughs> and he's like so sweaty. He, he should he's have said axe body to those it. FBI guys, I'm not going to go Dahmer on you, but I may go Howard Hughes on you. <laughs> I'm going to wear Kleenex boxes on my feet. But back at Clear's house, we see the FBI agents watching. She decides Alex is not safe alone and tells the agents where to find him. Back at the cabin, Alex sees an article about the two hot girl parents starting a scholarship in their name. And he goes, wait a second. I never switched seats. How did I miss that? I'm not next. It's like, ah. So hold on. Now I have to question Death's design. Because if he wasn't next, why did Death just try to kill him? So, mm, Death movie. hates him, actually. Yeah, Death so. is like, stop fucking me over, bitch. <laughs> because Tony Todd said, I'll see you soon, and he really misses him. <laughs> ah, he's trying to bring him to Tony. I got yeah. you. Death and Tony are tight. I <laughs> can show you the world. It's really a magic carpet out there. <laughs> it's blowing the death wind. It's a, it's a magic gurney that's going to take him to the funeral home. What? He tries and to... bone you. <laughs> He tries to light the fucking paper and for some reason sees lightning. Like when he's striking and it's sparking, he sees a vision of lightning in the lighter. Why not? Yeah. Like why not fire instead? Uh, whatever. But and he puts two and two together and is like, oh no, clear. She's going to die. So he runs to go get her as the FBI is chasing. And this would be a great thing for the Benny Hill music too. Because he comes out and they're like, stop. And he's like, runs to the canoe and starts canoeing across the lake. Goodbye, you will never catch me in my slow ass canoe. And they're like, like, go around the other side. (laughs) The one guy looks like he's about to jump in the two feet of water. And he's like, no, no, no. We'll drive around the lake. So then he gets to the other side. Sorry, that's just, it's such a stupid scene. Even Jason Voorhees was like, nah, man, I don't want nothing to do with this shit. He gets to oh the other God. side of the lake, and then he's running, and he falls down this embankment, and oh he magically is able to stop himself. No control over his body until that very second before he gets his head impaled a la Paris Hilton mm. on a tree. Oh, I thought you were going to say in that one porn. 
One night in Paris and you'll touch her oyster. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so that we, he almost gets impaled, but then he trips again, falls into a puddle face they, down. And then the tree falls on him. Because death is like, die, bitch. And he's like holding him down. You and, are pissing me off. You need to die now. And he's like, gloop, 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 gloop. <laughs> As the FBI agents are walking around like, where did he go? As he's drowning right next to them. Oh, my God. So he finally gets out from under the tree and goes trying to head toward Claire's house. Meanwhile, she sees her dog out in the rain. Like, you said. What a Someone fucking Someone left her dog bitch. out in the rain. Well, she doesn't live with anyone, so there's no one to blame but her. And she sees the little spinner rack for the laundry going apeshit outside. Goes to let the dog out. The spinner rack falls into the pool, ripping the pool open. Water gets everywhere. Then a power line comes down and tries to electrocute her and her dog. She's like, run, Poochie, and jumps up the trellis. <laughs> and the dog's like, fuck that. <laughs> so, if you sink the part where Clear breaks the glass mm-hmm. up with the beginning theme to Pee-wee's Big Adventure, you know, the... It sinks up. Perfectly. I can imagine. It's Brian posted it months ago. I'll have him send it to you. It's insane. <laughs> have him posted on the Boogeyman's Closet. Yes. Wall. Yeah, I was gonna say because that sounds it's interesting. Perfect, and it's just it adds a another texture of ridiculousness to it. <laughs> well, because yeah, it, it seriously is a whole. There's this whole chase sequence where she's running from Deathwind, where she like. <laughs> Climbs up the trellis, breaks into her room, climbs in, shit's exploding, fire is happening. She's dodging sparks, shooting out of the walls, gets down to the garage and gets in her car, tries to take off, but part of the garage door machine... the door opener doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. And then the garage door thing falls down and, like, impales the car and it's, like, trapping it there. Because she's like, fuck it, puts it in reverse and, like, drives through the door. Yep. Yeah, that's what you get, Claire. Claire. <laughs> Clearly not Claire. Shit's on fire. There's <laughs> sparks everywhere. And then there's Devin Sawa. Like, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> and he's like, all right, on the count of three. She's like, no, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Because he sees it. For, there was like a fucking tank of oxygen for some reason that <laughs> flew under her car. Dead grandma. As burning turpentine is, is snaking its way toward. And he's like. If we don't get you out of the, you're, you're grounded by the tires, but if we don't get you out of the car right now, you're gonna explode. <laughs> so he goes, I'm gonna grab the wire and you gotta run. He grabs it, just starts electrocuting the fuck out of himself. Yeah. She runs, the car goes boom, the FBI agents are like, oh shit. <laughs> and then they run in and see he's got burnt up hands yes. all singed. Six months later. Well, he's, and- he's not breathing, and they start doing mouth to mouth, and then we right. see white light. Which leads to the airport terminal. And she, once again, the weird relationship that's never explained. She's like, no, stay with me, baby. Right. So I remember the Final Destination DVD from 2000. And you know how on those DVDs there were the alternate endings. Mm -hmm. The alternate ending for this, and I don't know why this is stuck with me. The alternate ending for this was... Claire becomes pregnant with Alex's child. She has the baby, names it Chance. Him, sorry, not babies aren't hits. Sorry, <laughs> um, names this child Chance, and was like, 
they go and visit the memorial and she's like your daddy saved all these people and she's like hanging out with alex's parents wait who did he save so, so alex died yeah when did they fuck like I said, there has to be so much on the cutting room She's floor. She's like, stay with me, baby. Yeah. Okay, keep going. I was going to say, yeah, did, did she like hump his corpse? There what has oh, to be don't breathe. so much. Oh, oh. turkey baster. Yep. Yikes. Oh, that's freaky. Just a turkey. I there I has to be so much on the cutting room floor about their whole weird relationship. It's almost as bad as the alternate ending to Butterfly Effect. You guys remember that? Uh, yeah, where he goes yeah. back and he's a fetus. He's like, I'm, yeah. I'm a fetus. I'm going to choke myself. Like, what? what? <laughs> CGI fetus. <laughs> like, what the hell? But, so we see uh, the airport terminal and we see them oh. getting off the plane. It's Carter, Alex, and um, freaking Gotham McGotherson. Yeah. And they're like, we finally made it to Paris. And then they're at this cafe and Carter's like, you know what? If you would have told me six months ago we'd be sitting here having a drink, I would have called you a liar. And they're like, here, here, here's to the dead people. <laughs> but then fucking Alex can't let well enough be. No, he's like, something's no. wrong. I'm forgetting and something. And then he pulls out the flight seating <laughs> chart again. Six months, he's still got it in his pocket. He pulls it out as French La Bamba starts putting on French Rocky Mountain Oysters. <laughs> That's why I found French La Bamba. Then some guy's playing it. He's looking, he's like... So, you know, I intervened with everyone's death, but no one intervened with my death. So maybe. And then Carter's like, maybe you're next. <laughs> and then we just see a bunch of stupid events happen. Like at the beginning of Pee-wee's Big Adventure for real real. <laughs> and Alex is like, I gotta go because he spills his beer and it looks blood red over his seat. Yeah. And he's like, I gotta go and, and uh, freaking. Gothy McGotherson is like, I'll come with you. And he's like, no, stay there. And then she sees the reflection of the bus and is like, Alex, no. And he almost gets hit by a bus. But Carter saves him and then Carter's like, oh. Nope, Carter didn't save him yet. Because no. he, he jumps out of the way and then oh, the right. sign starts to swing down and Carter knocks him out of the way. And he's like, see, I saved you. And he's like, so wait, who's next? And then the sign comes back and hits Carter as the screen goes black. The end. The end. Credits. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this movie. This fucking movie. It's so ridiculous. Oh my god. So, we've already talked about a lot of the the um, trivia. But one thing, apparently this was originally supposed to be an X-Files episode that they stretched out into a movie. Really? Hmm. So, yeah, they had this planned as an X-Files episode. Also, the first draft was not about students. It was about seven strangers, which I think I probably would have liked better mm-hmm. if it was this group of people who weren't connected in any way, shape, or form, and then they had to figure it out. Kind of like identity. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But then they were like, well, due to the popularity of teen slashers at the time, we decided to go with a teen movie. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Um, Clear's Cabin is the same cabin that frickin', um, what's her name? Uh, oh my God, Golden Girl, uh, Betty White, lives in in Lake Placid. Oh, Really? Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing that was used. And then this one, you know, I got to find the chi- title translations. The Chinese title for this movie is The Death God Comes, which I'm like, that's oh. so much better. Like, that sounds like a I metal like album. It does. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's so many, like, weird little things. Like, they point out, like, the 666 on the luggage. They point, mm-hmm. Like, there's all those little things. If you guys want to see all the weird... 
little references to 180 and John Denver and all that shit that's all throughout the movie. But yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. I am not a fan of these <laughs> movies at all, but I will say it's fucking hilarious. This first movie, while I am not a fan, I laughed my ass off. And I watched it twice before this. And, uh, like, twice for this this recording. And both times, I laughed hard at every death scene. Because <laughs> they're right. just, they're gold. So, if you want to put on a mindless movie with really funny death sequences, go for it. But, uh, any final, final thoughts on Final Destination? <laughs> no. No? Listen, they were all insufferable. None of them deserved to live. <laughs> It should have ended Especially like not Luton, with them all in purgatory, like at the end of Lost. <laughs> oh, thanks for ruining it. No, I'm kidding. This show's been out the air for so long. I give no fucks. I will never watch it. My fucks have runneth dry. They, <laughs> they all meet in the church, like at the end of Lost, mm-hmm. and all Stifler can say is, Carter, you dick! <laughs> that, see, that would have been a great ending. Just go to black screen with Carter, you dick! But so we'll get into our social media here. So we're the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. And Maurice normally handles handles our Twitter. Susie, do you want to handle that today? It is at Boogeyman's The. Thank you very much. Uh, we do have a Patreon. It's $3 a month for all of our unedited episodes. And any higher tiers will get you stuff in the mail, birthday episodes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so check that out if you're so inclined. We are part of the Rad Pantheon. Uh, it's radpantheon.com and Rad Pantheon on all the socials, where you will find a bunch of other artists and podcasters doing rad stuff, including Corey, which, do you want to give another plug for uh, your podcast? Sure, you can find our podcast. So it's Come to This, a Simpsons family podcast with me, my husband, Brian, and my oldest son, Patrick, who I had when I was four. <laughs> <laughs> On Spotify, I was Stitcher, there. Google, and Apple Podcast, or wherever you find your podcast. Always fun listen. I, I, I always well, giga you. listen into that. So uh, definitely check that out, guys. If you like this show, chances are you're going to like that show, too. Except um, we don't swear because Brian is a prude. <laughs> See, now, their parents love them. So. <laughs> <laughs> and to understand that joke, go listen to their podcast. <laughs> Except last time I said, you know what? I don't care. Listen to it if you want to. (laughs) Oh, man. So for anyone that wants to watch our next episode uh, or watch the next movie before we cover it, it's going to be episode 184. We're going to close out the month with Cabin Fever. So (laughs) if you guys thought this was ridiculous. Another earlier early aughts heartthrob, Ryder Strong. Yep. Yep. I love him also. <laughs> I, you know, I absolutely love Cabin Fever. It's it's so fucking ridiculous. I cannot argue that it's a good movie, though. It's it's a weird fucking movie, but it's so fun. There's so many funny moments. That was my Eli Roth gateway movie. But then yeah. I saw Hostel and I'm like, oh, I don't know. See, it's, Maybe not. <laughs> it's funny because the first Hostel I still find hilarious. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many really dumb moments in it. And, like, the kill scenes, while disturbing, Mm -hmm. some of the effects are so bad. Like, the eyeball thing is so badly done that it looks fake. Mm -hmm. I can't do eyeballs, though. Yeah. Well, the the Achilles tendon is the one that gets me. Don't watch Italian horror, then. (laughs) This is true. But, like, now, Hostel 2, I I didn't like. I didn't like the sequel. I like part three, but I didn't like the second one. Uh, Much like Cabin Fever. I love the first one. I didn't like the second one. Um, 
I almost forgot there was a second there's one. There's also three. a third. No. Patient Zero was Sean Astin. Patient Zero is actually Sean? really good. Yeah. That yeah. one that one's that a good one's one. actually good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 worth a watch. Yeah. Part two though, there's um there is a drippy dick sequence, we'll just say. Um, very similar to Planet Terror. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really disturbing. Not to be confused with Tricky Dick. Exactly. He's dead now. <laughs> but there, there's, uh, with Cabin Fever, I don't know, this is the last thing I'm going to say about Cabin Fever. If you guys have the DVD, there is a family-friendly version, um, which is hilarious because it's like five minutes long. What's funny that? <laughs> there's also what they have, uh, now it's, it's definitely offensive by today's standards, but it's called Chick Vision. And you see silhouetted hands come up over the screen to cover most of the screen when bad <laughs> shit is happening. And then they come back after the group. That's great. I mean, so as far as DVD extras go, that is a really funny addition. But with that, I think we're going to wrap things up. So as always, I am Mike Alvarez saying I'm goodbye. S- I'm Susie Hunt saying La Bamba. <laughs> And I am Corey Scrupa. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I love you guys. You're two of my best friends. And Reese, you're okay also. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us. And hopefully you'll be on again soon. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Take care, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at The Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned. Are you dead?